Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. You act like toddlers are missing out on a pivotal experience by not visiting a bar. That can also be true for a bunch of drunk 21-year-olds or a bunch of 35-year-olds that don't get out of the house much or whatever. I mean, I don't care. If you're acting like a toddler, we don't like it, whether you're an actual toddler or not. I think that's the takeaway. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. RMO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. After a Georgia restaurant added an unruly surcharge of $50 for what they call bad parenting, gained national notoriety, we published a now viral reader rant suggesting there should be a surcharge for any general unruly behavior Mm -hmm. in bars and restaurants. It clearly struck a nerve. So we decided to ask our readers and followers what their biggest unruly social pet peeve was in restaurants and bars. And boy, did we hear about it. (laughs) With me today to unpack all the craziness Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam. I mean, you really just can't make this stuff up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of our best content comes out of just stuff happening in the world in our meetings. What are people talking about? Um, But this one really snowballed into some viral content, Um, I think, both from airing out um, pet peeves, but also, you know, I found myself reading through these comments like, do I do any of this? (laughs) Do my friends do any of this? Well, and and from our reader rant, so I'm going to share what she said. I think at this point in time, we can all agree that children do not belong at bars, dive bars, cocktail bars, um, propped up at a restaurant bar or otherwise. And if you're bringing them to a restaurant, they better be on their best behavior. No leaving food crumbs everywhere, screaming, crying to the top of their lungs and running around the establishment like they're playing a game of tag at recess. Yes. So clearly... 
people have passionate views on this. And I'm going to tell you, she didn't bother me. I got four kids. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I've said it before. We had a small Mexican, Las Palmas, around the corner from our house, oh, yeah. and they saw us coming. I swear to you, they knew what we were going to order because the moment we sat down and placed the order, the food was there in two minutes. <laughs> One of my kids would always get upset. Me or my ex-husband, one of us would go to the car. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't care if it's $8 Mexican food or $80, you know, steak. I'm not ruining someone else's night. I I couldn't even sit there. Also, you know, when I was a kid, my dad would have, I probably would have gotten a pop on the butt as I was headed to the car mm-hmm. if I had made a scene in a restaurant. Yeah, and this really taps into the, the we're, no one is saying, well, okay, some people are saying children should just not be in bars in general or restaurants, but in this specific case, the key words are best behavior, right. which is what you were just talking about. And clearly it's a shared sentiment given a Georgia restaurant's viral fee of $50 for unruly ch- children. Literally, y'all, they put on the menu, it reads, quote, adult surcharge for adults unable to parent. You know what? <laughs> it got national attention. And, and I, you know, the only thing I think they should have done is made it unruly behavior, not just for parenting. I mean, yeah. nothing is absolutely worse than sitting beside a table where someone decides to have a person FaceTime them during their meal. I don't know if they think they're whispering. I don't know. Oh, and my favorite is those people with the AirPods in their ears carrying on a full conversation because— they think that no one can hear them. They I, just and they're loud. I was just at Angus Barn last weekend Ugh. or last week, and somebody answered the phone. Look, it doesn't matter what bar or restaurant it is, but Angus Barn that's like next level, right? Answered the phone on speakerphone. First of all, don't even answer your phone. I, and I know some people have to. Maybe it's an emergency, but speakerphone. You can phone? get up. I don't. Yeah, you, go you to can the get up and leave the table. Blue Forget or the people that are with you. <laughs> you, my house better be on fire if I'm going to sit at the table and have a right. phone conversation. And like, who just calls and you answer it? I mean, it's dinner time. It wasn't but, work. But let's anyway. face it. I can again. I have children, so you can at me if you want to. I tried to do this with my children. I would have no more taken them to a brewery, a restaurant, anywhere, and let them play tag, run around, and play hide and seek in someone else's business. While other people were there. Oh yeah, I mean, and clearly, so it's so funny because the rant did, did talk about the the unruly children, but they really did take it next level to what if you could enact a surcharge, like you said, for all unruly behavior. You named a couple. I'd say another one is like the girls that it's always girls. I'm sorry that scream when they see each other. Like I, I know y'all saw each other yesterday. Like it's not that deep. So um, I think that we were like, I wonder what people would complain about if we, if given the chance, you know, instead of focusing on the children. But what we found out is people are still very focused on the children, among other things. They are. But I mean, in our rant, like um, that person who sneakily thinks they're being so cryptic because their hand's covering their vape. <laughs> and they pull it out, they completely cover it, and then they blow smoke out. Yeah. No. No, yeah. No, everybody sees you. So we decided to ask on our Instagram What's your biggest bar or restaurant pet peeve? Now, what's really funny, because what we've learned is people don't read. What's really funny is that um, some some people got the prompt, and we meant we did not mean behavior by the bar or restaurant. We meant no. behavior by other patrons, yeah. which was clearly in the caption. Um, so there's actually a rant on our rant about how nobody read the question, because a lot of people were saying things like, tails on shrimp, 
paying for chips and salsa. And I'm like, okay, no. We're not bashing. We're talking about people who are paying to eat in these places, not the people who own them or work in them. Exactly. So we wanted to know like what other social behavior by like people you're coexisting with in the bar or restaurant are doing. So children was definitely It led a to of- a heated debate yeah. where someone had the comment, what was it? Um, the overall tone <laughs> used when speaking about children in these spaces is alarming. <laughs> They deserve to exist. <laughs> but what, do you, what this other person, male or female, came back with, um, you act like toddlers are missing out on a pivotal experience by not visiting a bar. Get a grip. I also think it's funny that the original person says that they're humans in training and then everybody lit them up for that because they were like, no, they're actually humans. They're not <laughs> humans in training. Like, they actually are humans. So, they're children in being trained to be adults. Yeah, and the, I mean, this, y'all grab the popcorn. It's like, well, you should be able to bring children to the bar, you know, and then somebody else is like, well, not everyone likes children, get over it. And then somebody else says, well, would you bring alcohol to a daycare? I mean, everybody's got a good point, you know? You just got to decide which side of the argument you land on. Oh, yeah. I think people take it personally. I think you're a good person to have this conversation with because, like you've said, you know, you, ha- you have four children. You understand that they need to coexist if they can behave. That's why I'm saying the key word is behave. And and be punished. If, and I don't mean beat. That's not what I'm saying. But be, know that it's wrong and be removed from the situation. Because yeah. as a kid, if you're out to dinner or you're doing something, that's cool. You want to be with everyone else. Yeah. And that's, I think, where the in-training comes in. Right. And I do agree with that. But, I mean, I think it seems like people are taking it personally, like as if we're mad at their child or mad at them for having children. And I just think, you know, speaking for everyone on here, you have to remember that other people are paying $16 or whatever it is for a cocktail to right. blow off some steam. Well, and I feel the same way about dogs. And it's I, on here too. And I'm, not a, <laughs> and I'm not a dog owner. My dogs died, um, and, and I haven't gotten a new dog. But I didn't take them everywhere I went. And sometimes you feel like you're in restaurants or in some places where there are more dogs than there are people. You know, I have to agree. Like, listen, I'm obsessed with my dog. I just uh, released a book where she is the inspiration. The star, the, star, the primary character. Um, so, so if you want to read it, it's called, it's, get it for your kids. It's called I May Not Be Small. Or I may be small, but I'm still important. I don't even know the name That's of That's an advertising book. spot there. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> but you can get it on Amazon. You can. Thank you, Gina. And at $7. Bumble Brews. Oh, no, I don't know how much it is. Uh, I think it is 10 and at Bumble or eight ninety nine maybe and at Bumble Brews locally, first retail partner. Anyway, I've digressed. So I clearly love dogs and children to my point, but I don't take Millie to anywhere. Like the last time, it's been years since I tried to take her. I remember too that we were going to some press thing uh, in East End um, when the brewery, the cidery opened over there and um, it didn't even, it was a long day. We'd been, she'd been home all day. We were in the office and I was like, I'm not going to be able to go because you can't just leave a dog for 12 hours. Right. So Lauren ends up going, um, and takes somebody else in my place. And I see the post later, her post her personal post. Well, her friend brought her dog. And I was like, Oh, Lauren, what? Like that doesn't even occur to me is right. my point. I was like, Lauren, why don't you just tell me to bring Millie? But um, I think that there are definitely places that are designed to be dog friendly. And for those who are not, but I used to work at Mellow Mushroom and it was a big point of contention there because that's a big patio. Uh, people thought they should be able to bring their dogs there. And it was it was a point of contention for patrons and for the staff. 
and I admit that I've gotten, I've been seated with two tables with two really big dogs who decided to go at it. And I mm-hmm. honestly thought I was going to lose a foot because I happened to be sitting between them. And it scared, I mean, it didn't scare me, but I was like, okay, I don't want to get, you, you just never know how dogs are yeah. going to react. Um, I think it's a together. good point. I mean, look, we're, like I said, we're dog lovers here, but I feel like if I take Millie somewhere, then I have to worry about what is going to, she's not, she's the sweetest dog in the world, but like what would trigger her or who is triggered by her, you know? And so when it comes to places like Cantina or someplace at the patio, I just personally would rather not. Yeah. I think the other funny one is people who take photos of their food. Guilty. Okay, well, phone eats first, but that's our job. But, you know, <laughs> and it's like anyone who goes to dinner with me anywhere, I'll say, don't pick up your fork until I get a photo. And then I'm like, oh, turn your light on your phone. I need a little extra light. I'm sure that is, a, I try not to do it in, you know, dimly lit romantic restaurants or anything like that. But that's part of our job. That's what we do. Yeah. I think that, you know, since a lot of people miss the prompt, um, I think that it is interesting to talk a little bit about some of what their complaints were in the industry. The Tales on Shrimp, you know, you and I were both like, what? And then Annabeth and Liz, I think, or Lauren in the, in the office were like, ooh, yes, that is a thing. That's well, disgusting. They've been deveined. They've been peeled. It's just the tip and it makes it. And they're like, not in pasta. And it was just, it's funny. Everybody has something different. Yeah. And I mean, you know, after we were talking about this, about chips and salsa. I mean, I'm of the mindset that if I go to a Mexican restaurant, chips and salsa are put on the table at the beginning of the meal. I shouldn't have to order and pay for it. I don't, I'm not being chancy. It's just the way we've been trained for years and years. Yeah, I do think it's like what you're comfortable with or used to because, you know, you and I just went to Gonza. We sit down and um, I was starving. And so that's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about Mexican restaurants in particular is like you don't have to wait the time it takes for them to make your food to start, you know. Feeding. But but (laughs) Cheney made a good point back when we were talking about the cost of keeping restaurants open. And she was on a national interview talking about, you know, somebody has to chop all those onions. Someone has to take puree those tomatoes. Someone is making that. They have to pay someone. Yeah, the amount of cost that they eat in that. That was a great interview she did on Bloomberg. And also that is a big, it was in our story about tipflation and inflation and food costs that was back in our November issue about how much the cost of food had risen, not just in grocery stores, but in restaurants. And I think that's where you're starting to see these restaurants have to make some of those hard choices to to start charging either more for certain items or start charging for items they didn't used to charge for. If you notice in coffee shops now, you're paying for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of us just paid for ice. Oh, um, don't get me started. I know. Yeah, that's a whole different You talk rant. about a pet peeve. Local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours. 12 rotating craft beers and 8 rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. 
The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit? Craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixx.com. And I, you know, the other thing I'm going to tell you, one of mine, we do a lot of takeout at the office because we have a bigger group and so we don't get to restaurants. It Mm -hmm. takes too long, not too much out of the day. Paying a dollar extra for a, tiny container of salad dressing a dollar yeah. i could we we might as well go buy. buy the bottle yeah. i mean and then half the time not when we pick it up and i'm not picking on any restaurants but um if i DoorDash, i almost never actually get it no because i'll pay the dollar for the ranch or whatever and then it's never in there and i'm gonna say that'll ru- straight up ruin dinner it's funny because my friends are like she's so, a sauce slut. exactly they're like you're so particular you're, why are you gonna let it ruin your dinner I'm like that's the whole thing the condiment is everything i don't know but another interesting one on here and this is a big one because we just did a story with um you know a half dozen editors from across the country about trends they expect to see in 2024 and this one really fascinated me on our instagram comments somebody was irritated by the dress code dressing appropriately um like you know shirt flip-flops nice restaurants dress your best well what we're seeing across the country is this sort of further lean toward casual and you know when like growing up you know my my dad's family was very much my grandmother in particular is very much into manners and you know so they dress for dinner and I think I think it's a generational thing and we were just joking about that when we were at Angus Barn because there was a time when you couldn't go in there without, you know, dressed to the nines. And now I, there was a group next to me in shorts and T-shirts because we went in at four so we wouldn't have to wait for uh, early dinner. And, I mean, I feel like my grandmother was probably rolling over in her grave. But it's also just a commentary on the cultural shift. And one of the editors, I can't remember, if I feel like it was Chicago, but she was talking about – how there and that's obviously a huge metropolis, but this lean toward having more accessible experiences for everyone so that you you can have something that's elevated but still be casual. But I think there's a difference between shorts and flip-flops or gym clothes. Nothing pisses me off more than gym clothes Wait, in a nice restaurant. It is it is interesting. We just held the cocktail classic and when you bought the ticket, it said hip cocktail. And all three of us sitting in this room, including our producer Cece, you know, I mean, to me, if you're buying a ticket to an event. It's right around the holidays. It says hip cocktail. Mm-hmm. That's not your button-down shirt open with a T-shirt on and your faded jeans. I mean, obviously, we were grateful people bought tickets, and I'm not criticizing anyone. I was just surprised. And I think that the majority of people were dressed for the event appropriately, but I think it made other people go, should I have gone casual? It made them feel like, oh, am I overdressed? And I think they dressed appropriately. So it's it's hard to figure out how to motivate people to lean into that. And you don't want to say, you know, we're not going to ask anybody to leave. They bought a ticket. It's just really interesting that they don't want any part of that. 
It is. And and actually the leaving is a great point because that was the case years ago. You you were not allowed in. Right. If you don't have places. a collared shirt, you're not in. Right. If you, you're not going to wear a ball cap into a, you know, a yeah. restaurant. I think it's something worth digging deeper into because for me personally, like there are moods where I just like, I just want to get out of the house and I don't want to do the whole dress up thing. Right. I'm going to go grab a taco. And then there are other times like the cocktail classics, a good example, our best bars party. I feel like Part of what makes it significant is dressing up and right. like that going out feeling. Right. It's, you know? it's just, I feel like a celebration. But it is it is interesting. Um, and, it you know, what Raleigh was roted years ago, I, probably more than 10 years ago, it came out, you know, worst dressed men in America. That, <laughs> and it was, you know, I'm sure that's not the case today, but that was way back when it made that list. You know, I think the rise of business casual, which is, a hard one for some people. Don't know what that mm-hmm. is. We do this in the office with that. We have a staff ages range from twenty to whatever. <laughs> <laughs> older and than twenty, older. <laughs> and we talk about what's appropriate for every occasion. So yeah, I, yeah, and I, we talk about it every time we have an event. And I think you know we we have to do this while we're here. Just before we wrap up, we actually had somebody in the service industry come in and who was heated, you know, or just like clap back. Everyone was like, "Since you guys all misunderstood the question, let me set you straight." And these are all the complaints we have for the way people behave in restaurants. And there's like ten bullet points. So you know, grab some popcorn and go read them. But I would say the ones that interested me the most is people trying to order when they're on the phone. If you've ever been with somebody that's doing that, I just want to disappear into the fabric. I'm like, oh my God, get off your phone. Like, just don't be on the phone. In, I mean, I know, look, rules are <laughs> made to be broken. I'm going to say that and pick up a phone later in a bar or restaurant. But I just feel like you said, if you can't quickly get off, go outside. Like, you know, and just, don't try to order while you're on the phone. Oh God. And then I think also this is a big one for... I mean, this is more a complaint from inside the hospitality industry, but please don't just show up with a dozen people and it, and then also be annoyed when you can't be seated immediately. Like, reservations exist. And I think she just talked a lot about rambunctious behavior in general. And I think that's the common thread. I think the problem, the what people are saying the problem with children is, is the screaming, the crying, the crumbs, all the things. That can also be true for a bunch of drunk 21-year-olds or a bunch of 35-year-olds that don't get out of the house much or whatever. I mean, I don't care. If you're acting like a toddler, we don't like it, whether you're an actual toddler or not. I think that's the takeaway. Oh, and my favorite from what she or he said was people who wave you down. Oh, my God. That mortifies me. Or when they hold up the credit card. I'm sorry. Or like, see, uh, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. If I'm at lunch and they're busy and I'm, I've got an hour, I need to get to my next meeting and I haven't been able to make eye contact with someone. I will. I will. I have my credit card. You think you do, but I think you do the right thing, which is to take it out and put it on the table and they will see it. Now I agree that if several minutes goes by and you're in a hurry, like I understand, but the waving, never wave, never say, Hey, my dad, my dad, God rest his soul. It's always dad. Hey, sweetie. (laughs) Just kidding, dad. Hey, honey. And I'm like, you don't do that. Don't call people. Oh my gosh. I I know we meant it without any disrespect. But yeah, I have wanted to climb under the table so many times. I'm like, he's not sexually harassing you. I promise. I he just calls every woman sweetheart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man. So let's do let's do some rapid fire. All right. I think I'm going to ask you this time. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve from other patrons? And if you want me to go first, while you think? Yeah, because she didn't give me these ahead of time. I did not. I, I don't. Usually, I usually ask the question. So uh, you go first. Um. 
I this this I was just at St. Rock the other night, and um, this happened, and it reminded me. It happens all the time. I, I think you know I oh. want people to have fun when they're out. I want to be having fun, but when your fun is invading on my fun, and so it's sort of that. You know how like the table next to you will all laugh, and it's like DefCon Five, and it's not just once. It's like uproarious <laughs> the whole time. Look, I want to know what the joke is. I'm glad you're having right. fun, but. Um, if you're, especially if you're having a moment that isn't particularly hilarious, like it's just, it's just a strange thing when like somebody else's experience is encroaching on yours, oh. good or bad. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, there's no doubt with me right now. I am on my phone a lot. I'm pretty sure that Verizon told me that I was on my phone eight hours a day last week, <laughs> um, playing an event. So I'm on my phone a lot, but the whole FaceTime AirPod thing, talking, I, I I don't need to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't I don't care if we're on a, a airplane or staying in line or in a restaurant. I just don't. I think I think people forget sometimes that they live with other people. Does it bother you when you not people who are by themselves? But um, I wonder this because I do it. I'm guilty of it. Like I have my AirPods in a lot, especially during the workday. And so if I stop in to run an errand. I don't take them out. I forget they're in a lot. And then I'll kind of remember and I'll say to someone like, oh, my God, they're not on. Because I don't know if they think I'm on the phone oh, or listening to music. No. Do, do the AirPods bother you? No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. So I've noticed that's more of a thing where they're in all the time. And I, people... I use mine when I go to get my nails done. I mean, I listen to podcasts. I like to, yeah. to sit there. And I also don't want to have a conversation. It's like I rarely get any time that I'm not talking to someone. And so it's really – it's not a – but I, I – Keep them in and listen. I don't think that. I think it's when you're carrying on a full conversation. Yeah, that's true. But that is I a I sat beside it. someone flying to New York who, for as long as he could before it was turned off, he FaceTimed with his girlfriend, wife, I whatever. did not stand that. I was about to lose my mind. But that is a good pro tip for the um, AirPods. I wear them now when I walk Millie because if I don't, my neighbors will be like, hey. And then, mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's great to have friendly neighbors. But, like, if you yeah. just, I just want to walk my dog and be not talk to anybody for a minute. So not food and beverage. I have um, several pet peeves, but it's funny. People <laughs> tell me all the time about things that they think, you know, that we as you go through phases in a city where people don't do this or they don't do that. Does anything, whether it's driving, other stuff that, that you have a big pet peeve about? Oh, my God. Driving in Raleigh? I feel like people don't go. <laughs> I feel like I just— like, You know why? <laughs> They're looking at their phone at well, the stoplight. Well, I do. I, it's actually what I thought. So you cut through, like, over where I live, you can kind of cut through by that bowling alley, and it's a it's a cut through not a lot of people know about. So there's usually no one in front of or behind you. And I did that this morning, and the person in front of me was going, like, 10. And I, I think I picked up on the point where they realized I was behind them. But I was about to have, like, a, a breakdown. Go! <laughs> I'm, you know, it's been a hard transition, the no right on red. I'm there. I'm finally there. I don't turn. I probably, even though it's only a rule sort of downtown, a law, I don't do it anywhere anymore because yeah. of that. It's retraining yeah. your brain. Turn signals? For the oh, love yeah. of God, we learn to use turn signals on our car. It's a cue that you're making right, left, whatever. Yeah. That bugs me. Yeah. That is probably right now, today, my biggest pet peeve. Oh, yeah. And it is misting this morning. It's not even raining. It's not pouring. You cannot hydroplane. It is misting. And it took me, I think, 20 extra minutes to get here. The number of times people, and they slam on their brakes. Why do you slam on your brakes? This, if you don't want to get in an accident, the last thing you should be doing is slamming on your brakes when there's no reason to. There's no, I, I can't. 
Uh, we could do a whole podcast about I know. just driving. Driving in Raleigh and all the craziness, um, for we sure. We should actually, though, think about this for our development issue in a podcast. Both of us have lived here for a long time. I've watched this city and so have you just exponentially grow, which goes to a lot of the pet peeves yeah. we were just talking about, both in the bars and restaurants and on the roads. But the infrastructure to to deal with all these people hasn't changed a whole lot. And I think there's still a lot of people that drive around Raleigh the way they were comfortable driving around Raleigh. And then you have a bunch of people coming from bigger cities or mm-hmm. in a hurry to get somewhere. And it's just and it's all colliding on these roads that haven't expanded yet, you know. Yeah, so. absolutely. That would be a be an interesting conversation and sort of how things have changed, just like no ride on red downtown. Right. I watch people do it all the time and I'm like, you're lucky there's not a police officer behind you. There's cameras though. The you see them flash, people are getting tickets in the mail. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, cheers to pet peeves. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.